We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans and pack a day podcast listeners welcome into another edition of the pack a day podcast your only podcast around the packers for 365 days of content news updates predictions etc and we are fully in again, once again, the off season. I am your host, Matt Freilich. Alongside me is Eli Berkovitz and Janelle Mackey. We are reconnecting after last week. And first of all, I feel fortunate that I am coming off of a, a, a full week of good health. My immune system has not defeated me. I have not gone on any extravagant gambling trips. Um, I can't say that for my counterparts where Eli just traveled back from just crushing a couple Texas Hold'em tournaments in Las Vegas and Janelle is battling I would call it a plague I would call it COVID I would call it I don't even know what to call it she just broke us down her February we won't um this isn't a medical <laughs> podcast but she's definitely gone through the ringer um but both of them are battling between you know jet lag from Eli and you know when being in Vegas we all know that goes uh being up at wee hours and doing whatever you do and then Janelle is just 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 grinding it out and also through some snow days too like it's just it's it's wild so I feel very fortunate that I'm able to be here in, in much better spirits than you guys are but I appreciate you guys joining us um 
let's get to it real quick though. Eli, how was how was the gambling trip? Let's let's you know we got to get let the people know. Uh, what, what it was positive, right? We we, yeah, we I finished say, positive, not the red. Yeah, it was more positive than I expected. Um, considering I don't have too much experience in casinos itself, I usually like to go to you know underground shady games where I can kind of rig it for myself, but. Yeah, um, I managed to come out on top, so you can't complain when that's the case in Vegas. I definitely made some enemies, um, but that's just part of life. You know, if you can't handle the heat, stay away from me because I'm, I'm full of heat. I'm just a heatful guy. Janelle, I don't know if this is – maybe this is just a me thing, guys, but I'm going to ask Janelle. Janelle, when I'm sick, I always look at, like I – know, I know you've been sick for a couple weeks now, which I've come to realize, but, like, when I'm sick, I'm looking at this like it's Friday, right? I always look on my calendar ahead of time and be like, man, I can't wait to predict how I feel on Monday or Tuesday. I might be back to 100%. Do you do that? And if so, do you have a date in mind that you think you'll be back to fully recovered from all your ailments right now? Yeah, well, I I keep thinking that I'm better and then something else comes along. So basically, my mindset is just I have to make it through five days next week and then it's spring break for us. So I just have to survive those five days. I'm really hoping that by... Monday or Tuesday. I know Monday I feel like is going to be rough no matter what, just because it's the first day back. You know, I've missed this whole week because I couldn't go in because I have COVID. So um, Monday I feel like is going to be rough. And, you know, it's a Monday. It'll be my first day back in a while. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of hoping Tuesday is a little bit better day for me. But, yeah, at this point my mindset is just survive next week and then you get a whole week of, you know, guilt-free relaxation. So yeah, February has been kicking my ass. Like I was telling you guys, it's like, I went from finding out I probably have vertigo to getting the stomach flu and now COVID. So it's like, I'm just counting down the days till March 1st at this point, because I'm done with February. I'm over it. <laughs> so we're aiming for Wednesday, but ultimately it's like a sprint to next weekend where we have spring break. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, who knows what'll really? pop up in, in between. Um, but Besides the ongoings of each in our personal lives, let's get into some Packers-related talk. Um, not as much as we had from last week. Obviously, Eli, you and I got to discuss Aaron Jones's uh, restructuring um, around his contract, which was a you know a great splash that the Packers made just to get out ahead of that maybe uh, potential issue as they got into the offseason when they get into free agency time, which we're very, very close to being on, um, starting to allocate some money towards their 2023 draft signees and et cetera. Um, but today we're actually, we have two topics to get to. First one is, um, Tom Silverstein tweeted out, I want to say it was uh, Friday afternoon. Um, actually it was Rob Domovsky. I feel like first report of it. Tom Silverstein's was a tweet. I saw that, uh, Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff will not be attending the scouting combine next week. Um, me being the doofus I am, I assume no one was going to be representing the Packers there. However, Brian Gutekunst will be down there, the GM of course, and some personnel department, um, we'll also be there as usual. Goody, Goody will speak actually to the media on Tuesday morning from the Combine. That'll be a little bit, you know, put a little asterisk on your calendar on Tuesday. Just maybe something to look for because right now we're all grasping in February. Um, you know, where I live, Janelle lives. I know Eli, it's like the winter sucks. So we're trying to get through with anything we can. So that might be something to, to brighten your week up. Hopefully that uh, Goody gives us some tidbits from what they're seeing at the Combine or just the ongoings, and maybe he'll get some questions about the offseason right now. Um, I guess what was uh, – Janelle, we'll start with you. What was your reaction to the Combine? Um, I guess Matt LaFleur not going down there, the assistants not going, just being the core group of kind of the front office personnel 
and Gudikins. Do you have any concern with that, that the, the coaches aren't going to be down there? I know coaches have gone down there historically. I don't know the consistency of cross what the Green Bay Packers do or the rest of the teams around the league. Um, personally, I would like more people to be down there, but it sounds like the Packers coaching staff is just going to kind of stay home, rely on um, you know working on projections, evaluations. It's, I guess, what they kind of typically do, uh, work on some other personnel stuff in, in, inside the organization. So what was your reaction, Janelle, to um, the coaching staff not going down to Indy next week? Yeah, I mean, I feel like just the timing of where everybody's kind of at with Matt LaFleur right now, I feel like it probably would have been better for him to go and kind of see firsthand uh, the talent that's available. Not that, like, you know, we obviously trust Gutekunst and what he's going to do down there because he's made some phenomenal moves since he's been with this team. But I feel like just from a sense of, you know, coming off of last season, I feel like the coaches need to be there to kind of see firsthand the talent. And, like, you can't get – um, a lot of personality from tape. So just kind of seeing how guys are like, they'll get tape, but that doesn't give you everything that you want to see. Maybe like how guys are acting on the sidelines or like kind of all those little things that you miss when you're not there in person. So I think it's a little like, I'm not angry, but I think it's just kind of like, it's unsettling and just, you know, because like I said, the situation and kind of like where people are at with, you know, questioning Matt LaFleur as a coach, it's like, yeah, I understand kind of needing to do these player evals and all this scheme stuff, but I feel like you can work that around the combine time and still be able to go down there and be able to do both. So I think, you know, it's it's a little disappointing knowing that so much of the Packers coaching staff will be staying back instead of going and actually looking at the combine talent. And, um, you know, I feel like the more eyes you have there, the better because Gutekunst can see one thing, one guy could see another. You know, I think it just helps a lot and kind of being able to have those discussions um, when it comes to draft time. If LaFleur and Gutekunst want to have a conversation about a player, but Matt LaFleur didn't see him and stuff like that, you know, it's kind of harder to, you know, fight your opinion on somebody as well if you didn't see them in person. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, it doesn't come back to bite them in the butt. But, yeah, I think that it probably would have been in the best interest of this team and for him personally to be at the Combine. For sure. Uh, Bill Huber also tweeted out that this has been a growing trend with coaches across the league to stay kind of home, work on things at the facility around the Combine. Let's not, you know, let's not forget that what the Combine really is. It is a fashion show in spandex, guys running, guys jumping. All of that is data that you can find on a website after the fact um nfl network streams the entire combine um janelle like you mentioned i think the most valuable thing is these one-on-one conversations that you're looking to have with these student athletes coming out and into the draft it's like okay it'd be great to have a conversation with this person yes i know they run a four three four and are, are super athletically gifted but i'd like to have a conversation to see you know this how this 22 23 year old ticks um in a conversation with grown adults that potentially are going to be trying to give him millions of dollars um the other aspect that i think is important to maybe maybe to just hypothesize on here is that let's say goody is down there with the front office personnel they have a you know a great conversation with a player um, that is at the combine that maybe doesn't perform as well, maybe in, let's say the, I don't know, the, the cornerback group or the running back group specifically, maybe he runs a slow 40 time. Maybe he's a little bit inaccurate as a quarterback. Um, but back at the facility, 
they're relaying that information said, Hey, let's go to the tape while your guys are back home comfort comforted at 1265. Why don't you go ahead and go look through this guy's tape? Um, the last couple seasons where he threw the ball, ran the ball, played coverage. What's his hip, you know, his hip mobility look like at a cornerback position. And let's dive into it that way. Instead of being so reactionary where we're all down here and just seeing these things in a small vacuum, let's take that information, facilitate it back to the um, headquarters and they can facilitate it that way. Otherwise, all you're really seeing if you're watching it live would be, hey, this didn't work well, but we did have a great conversation with this person. Let's use the other half of our front office extension of our coaching staff to do that. Okay, um, so you're you, saying you want the coaches that are staying home to be available to kind of help with the scouting almost? I'm hypothesizing that could okay. possibly be No, because be I there. do think that that's yes. like a valid reason. Like, and I like that there's three of us because we all have very different – things that pop into our mind when a topic pops up, but no, that's, you know, a valid thing that could be really interesting and useful to be able Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of like call Lambo and be like, Hey, I'm here while I continue to scout guys. I need you to find this and relay what you find back. You know, it's kind of one of those, you know, it'd be nice if that's a a tool that they could utilize instead of um, waiting on a guy and like, you know, kind of pushing back your opinions on him, you could get it a lot quicker. So no, that could definitely be a positive if that's one of the the things that they're able to do. Yeah, that's just a spin zone I'm taking. And I'm only basing that off of the fact like it probably doesn't make sense to have everyone down there with it being broadcasted. And also if this is a trend across the league, there's a reason teams are doing this. So I imagine it's like a divide and conquer thing. Um, Eli, any final thoughts on where you're falling with the combine and the coaches not being down there? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, like both of you, I think I would have preferred if they were just, I mean, I know it's not like totally unheard of, but I just think that, you know, seeing someone in person is better. But I wouldn't even say in terms of the drills that much, because like you said, you're going to see that on NFL Network, you're going to be able to see that, the results and see it, you know, on YouTube, wherever you want to watch it, you'll see it. But I do think it's the little things, whether it's doing the one-on-one meetings, which I believe I also saw in the report, they're not going to be doing. Um, but also like kind of like what Jen said, you know, seeing the way they interact with other people, seeing the way they interact on the sidelines and especially for the Packers, I feel like they're a very personality kind of person driven, like drafting team, maybe sometimes even over talent. So, you know, I think that would be something for them to be there and kind of get a feel for certain players, how they would be in the locker room, stuff like that. But yeah, I do think, you know, it's a decent point and who knows if it's what they do, but I do think that if they're, the coaches are back in the facility and they can kind of give them more of an insight onto specific players as drills are going on. Um, I'm sure that would also help. So yeah, I, I would have preferred they gone, but I don't think it's like a, you know, world changer if they don't. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 100%. I guess my last thing on this too, and we don't really have to continue talking about this unless you guys have thoughts about my final point here is like, obviously under the, the Brian Gutekunst tenure since he's been the general manager um, since 2018, there's been ups and downs with draft classes, right? I think right now the consensus is 2022 really, really good. I believe, you know, there's been some flubs between, you know, third round picks, um, the Jay Sternbergers of the world. Amari Rogers, why you selected Josiah DeGuara and AJ Dillon and, you know, in, in that draft, I think there's definitely, you know, and couple that with Jordan Love in that first pick. Like, I think there's definitely a skepticism around how they're evaluating talent and how they're acquiring talent. So I don't know if the coaching staff not being their benefits that are not, I just think there's, because this is a polarizing topic, that is how the team has drafted and the trajectory of this team this year of how they're going to get talent, what they're going to do on the offensive side. Do they draft another defender? I think it's just more, that's why my reaction, maybe the rest of the small caveat of Twitter that saw this and reacted to it, um, was reacting to it just based off of how the draft has gone recently. And then where we're going forward with um, you know, making selections and just as we get longer in the tenure of Brian Gutekunst, does the next five years look the same as the first five years with the way he's drafted? Does he get better at it? Do we make adjustments? And then I guess, how does that go, you know, go on? But I think there's just some speculation over how they've been drafting here and there. And we're yet to see the full, you know, 10 years, 15 years of him being a GM, possibly how that, um, you know, the drafting goes quality wise. The last thing, last topic we're going to get into guys is um, obviously again, Everyone's talked about this for weeks and weeks and weeks because, again, it's the dead of February. We have nothing else to talk about, um, unfortunately. We did get some great news last week about Aaron Jones. Um, like we said, restructuring. Elon and I got to dive into. Um, the final topic we're going to bring up tonight, and it's going to be a slightly a different um, conversation than that's been had. It is around the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. We did get some pictures of it. Uh, looks like the Hobbit from the Hobbit, you know, down in the little the cave or in the side of the mountain. Um, so it looks whatever 300 square foot spot, but we want to come up with our own. If we were in a darkness retreat, we come out four days later, I'm sure it would be absolutely sensitive. You know, your senses are just stimulated to the utmost degree. Like it's just, you can go to the restroom without having to worry about not missing the toilet or missing the to- whatever you can, you can scrub your hair, Janelle, without knowing if you have shampoo in there, etc. What is the number one thing, one thing each of us are going to go around that you'd want to know that the Packers had done while you're gone. So we'll say we're going in the darkness street on Friday night after we're done recording this podcast and we are going to get out then that would be Tuesday, Tuesday night, right? So at this point, to set it up, as we already previewed, Brian Gutekunst will be have, have spoke at the Combine on Tuesday. 
maybe at this point we will have gotten some Aaron Rodgers news because he's supposed to be reporting on what his, you know, we're getting really, really close to that timeline that he pushed. It was going to be the week after his darkness retreat, which would be next week, the next full week. And then before the start of the um, 2023 season. So we're in the gap there. There's a lot of possibilities on the table. It could be short-term, long-term, um, serious, not serious. Um, so I guess more serious, we'll get, send it over to Janelle first, and we'll see what Eli and I can, can come up with, Janelle. But Janelle, you're going in on Friday, going in this darkness retreat. You're not going to see a single speck of light for 96 hours. Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, you come out. What is the piece of information from the Green Bay Packers that you would hope to hear slash see on your Twitter timeline? Yeah, mine is a, it's something that I have been clamoring about for a while here, a move I want to see made. Uh, nothing to do with the players, has a lot to do with the coaching, and that is that the Packers have made moves with Jimmy Leonard. I okay. Now that we know, because he had that meeting with the Eagles, which there was a mutual decision um, that he would not – you know, go any further with them. Um, I think, you know, with the Jerry Gray stuff, and um, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Leonard to be able to come in, who was their first choice at DC over Joe Barry before he turned it down. And I think a lot of people who um, are Wisconsin Badgers fans kind of understand why he might have rejected it, thinking that, you know, the future of that program was his, which unfortunately that wasn't the case. So I think that I'm just really sick of the Packers sitting and not, you know, making any effort right now with their coaching staff after such a, a brutal year um, that if I were to go into the darkness and come out after four days and see like Jimmy Leonard photoshopped into Green Bay gear talking about how he was hired, I would be absolutely ecstatic because, you know, there's a lot of good talent on this team, but I feel like you need to start getting good personnel around them as well. And if Jerry Gray, you know, the whole – um stuff with him and all the opportunities he's getting bringing in Leonard as a DB coach would be perfect. You know, perfect transition. Um, he's a great, you know, he was a great DC for the Badgers and, you know, you could see how well respected he was in that program. So I've wanted this for a while. I understood why he rejected it the first time. I have no hard feelings for why he rejected it. I want this man now that I know he's not going to be with my Badgers anymore. I want him so badly with the Packers so that would be the greatest news that I could ever see if I were to go into a cave for four days and not know what's going on that would definitely be like yeah it I can't even imagine how excited I am I'm just waiting to even see some kind of news you know the Eagles news was that was like the first real NFL move we had seen for him um, since his departure with the Badgers so now that we know he's taking these interviews, I'm like, please, like, I'm literally begging, like, come on, Packers, just at least give him a call. And it's like, is there silence because maybe something is happening? Like, it's just, you know, I'm just waiting for any kind of little ounce of hope that's going to give me that. So if I, yeah, if I were to just shut everything off for four days and that's the first thing I see when I come out of it, I'd be a very, very happy Packers fan. Wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't it's hate very, it. I it's mean... a very Homer pick, but. I, I've loved Jimmy Leonard for a long time and I love watching Pack or I love watching my Badgers make their way to the Packers. So I yeah, that would be a dream come true for me. I don't hate it. I mean it's you know, you look like you mentioned Jerry Gray departuring, right? He's obviously a really, really influential defensive back coach. Um Jimmy Jim Leonard obviously has 
quite a bit of success um, from the collegiate level to the NFL level to just coaching, um, you know, the defense and the DBs. That would be a nice plug and play for the Packers. Ultimately, you didn't even mention Joe Barry would also be fired. So I guess that'd be, you know, a 1A, uh, 1B situation for them. Um, at yeah. that point, Joe Barry would well, be I, I figured, you know, if they bring in Leonard as the DB's coach, because at this point I'm just not even holding my breath on Barry departing. So, okay. but if you can at least get Leonard in there, that fresh face, you know, maybe somebody who could eventually step back into that role that originally could have been his to begin with. So I'm assuming, you know, Joe Barry will be there, but hire Leonard as the DB's coach and I'll take it. Fair enough. Uh, Eli, what are your thoughts? If you come out um, and out of your darkness retreat and, uh, Jim Leonard's the DB coach. <laughs> yeah, I do think that that might be not only like the best dream, but also, I mean, unfortunately, I, I don't see at this point Barry being replaced. I mean, you did mention DB's coach. I mean, any way that that would happen would be great. That honestly, yeah, that, that like in terms of what I actually think is something that not only they should have done, but they could have done and wouldn't have been that crazy and would have really helped the team. I think would have been making that change, but you know, uh, here we are. And it's, it's weird because I go back and forth with Barry because he did have a good first year. Obviously this year was not great, but then you can look at the last you know month of the season and the defense, it definitely did play better, but yeah, I think everyone was kind of ready for a change there and Leonard would be great in that position. But in terms of uh, my, so we're talking about, like today's timeline. So we're not yet in free agency or the draft or anything. So even though this is something that like I've seen people talk about, but I've just shrugged it off completely. I haven't really thought about it. I don't even know how I'd feel about it, but for this exercise, um, I say I wake up, I come out of the darkness to find out the Packers have traded for DeAndre Hopkins because hear me out, even though I, he is on the wrong side of 30 and obviously has a massive contract, which would need to get worked out. But if they are going to roll with Aaron Rodgers for another year, and for this example, let's say they are, if you're going to do it, it only makes sense to do it if you're actually going to go all in. They didn't go all in last year, obviously, they lost Devontae in the last couple of years. I mean, I would say 2019, no one really knew what to expect with Flores' first year. Fine, they go 13-3, and three, go to the championship game. From that point on, Rodgers is now 36-37. You just went 13-3. and three. The team's entire focus should have been, all right, we're all in every year until we win a Super Bowl or until Rodgers is gone, whatever it is. And if it hurts our cap situation or hurts our draft capital in the future, you know what? That happens. The Rams, they gave away a lot for Matt Stafford, but they won a Super Bowl. And I don't think any Rams fan is going to complain when they don't have a pick in the first round this year or even next year because – you won a Super Bowl. You're never going to complain about that. And I think getting DeAndre Hopkins on this team, I mean, obviously, he's you know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, unbelievable wide receiver, but also the fact that this team obviously needs a veteran receiver. Assuming Lazard's gone, even if he's back again, we know Lazard's fit on this team. Wouldn't call him you know a real number one receiver. And then Christian Watson obviously could take that step to the point where he's a solidified one. But even if he is. I think I mentioned it last week, teams in the NFL now that are really competing for Super Bowls have more than one very good option at receiver. It's just what it has to be. Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Bengals, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. The Niners had Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, Kittle. You need to have multiple options in the pass game. 
and it could be crazy and it could only be a one-year rental and it could cost a ton of money but i don't think there's a move that the packers can make that's again in the world of reality i'm not talking about you know justin jefferson but hopkins you know he's been discussed in trade talks most of the offseason and during last season itself so in the world of what could actually happen and i think more than any other position including deep like i just think getting not just a good receiver but a top five and a first ballot hall of fame receiver on your team it gives this offense and this team the best chance to potentially actually go win a super bowl before rogers is done janelle your reaction to eli's hypothetical deandre hopkins in green and yellow in 2023 yeah i mean it'd be the kind of move that we were hoping to also have last season when we did know Devontae wasn't coming back and then we get someone like you know sammy watkins who you know, we kind of were really hoping that maybe he wouldn't be what we thought he was, and he ended up being exactly what we knew he was. So they I are. That, we thought they were. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's. I feel like every year we're like, all right, let's pick up a high end, uh, like very talented veteran receiver to help out the young guys, and then we get like mid level tier. Like you never really get what you want, so it would be super fun if that wasn't a move that actually happened, um, I you know like Hopkins, he just has so much wisdom and there's just so much like to him as a player and a person where he would be really good to have around your team. And it's like, if you could have in that receiving room, like I know we don't really know where contracts are right now, but like, let's just say for the sake of not knowing if you had like Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis and Hopkins, like that is quite the, the wisdom in that mm-hmm. pass catching room. Like, I feel like they would just hold hold that team to such a high standard and maybe bringing in someone like Hopkins who he wants to win something and he's not going to mess around, but he's going to, he's also respectful in the way that he does things. So I think that he could be a huge asset on the, on the field and as well in that locker room. So I think that, and you know, it'd be fun to see him and Rogers working together and maybe it'd be the boost that the offense needs. And then you get Watson and Dobbs in their second year and, everything is just starting to connect. Maybe it's just like the one missing piece. And I know Devonte Adams has these unfillable shoes, but I mean, it, it wouldn't be crazy. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't like it just because of the age thing, but I mean, well, if you can, like reasonably priced, I think that it'd be, it'd be a really fun move. And I would, I would be like, I would easily be able to root for Hopkins for sure. Yeah. Just real quick, because I knew there was another name, a receiver that, and I wouldn't put him, obviously, in the same class as Hopkins just yet, but just because of the age, T. Higgins being talked okay, about. Okay, yeah, he was another one that popped in my head as well. Yeah, so, I mean, either one, um, I just think. Higgins would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. I would have I a lot think, of fun watching uh, Higgins in green and yellow. Yeah, I, I think if, if you really want to say you're going, quote, unquote, all in for one more year, that's how you got to do it. 100%. I mean, I'm going to – DeAndre Hopkins is – probably my favorite non-packer player like i love deandre just like what he used to do down in houston with the dumpster fire that was was the rotating carousel of quarterbacks i felt like he just was so damn good on a team that really had no business of being good bill o'brien kind of running that team into the ground with trading picks year after year um the amount of talent that came out of that era is amazing (laughs) so many so many guys that are just on different teams now that just had that were just just accidentally, I felt like on the Texans and they limped in the playoffs a couple times. I think what 
possibly when um, Nuke was on the team, but he is set to make, uh, he's still his contract through 2024, two years, $54.5 million. He actually does rep himself as an agent, so unsure how that will impact he um, does. trade. So yep. I like that. <laughs> um, he's been rumored about through a ton of teams, guys. Like If you just search him on Google or Twitter, it's the Giants are reportedly in talks. Apparently, Deshaun Watson um, is they're hanging out this weekend or they're going to be in the same quote unquote area this weekend. Um, Patriots, Cowboys, like it's extensive of the teams that are speculated. So I think it's definitely safe to say based off of everything that's going on. And even within the Cardinals, like beat, it seems like he's going to get moved. And I think that definitely that that um, transaction on their part, whether he comes to Green Bay or not, makes sense based off of they bring in Jonathan Gannon completely different ideology than um, Cliff Kingsbury was, right? Cliff Kingsbury spread them out, throw the ball, you know, 60 times, 55 times. Um, offensive guru where Jonathan Gannon, strictly a defensive guy, has been on the defensive side of the ball basically for the last 15 years um, since he started with Atlanta. So I, I my guess is if they're going to commit to an offensive player at this point, they kind of have to stick with Kyler and which better way to get some allocation across your offense and your defense that needs it than to get rid of a guy that's set to make almost $55 million over the next two years. Um, again, another transaction I would love. Like I said, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's a great player. 30 years old, 31 years old, so be it. I still think he could produce for the next couple of years. And like you said, Eli, if you're kind of in it to win it right now, not sure what you would need to give up for him. Um, maybe there's a conversation of you know future picks for the – whatever. Like It might be worth allocating those um, – I guess draft picks, high end draft picks. If you are committing to Rogers for the short term, if you're not, probably doesn't make sense unless you really want to couple him with Jordan Love for the next couple of years, which I don't. I don't really think makes sense to couple him with someone that's a little bit older than him that you might not have for the length of. Um, I feel Love's. like if it's Love, Higgins would be the more. The more I would agree. Yeah, yeah. that makes totally someone agree with who that. they could probably you know have more of a tenure with than you know bring Hopkins in for a year or two and then you know, never really has a chance to build that connection long-term with love where Higgins could possibly have more of a long-term stay in Green Bay. 100%. Uh, So Janelle went with a coach transaction. Uh, Eli went with a player transaction. I'm going to go with something organizationally. Um, Very simply, I just want to come out of my four-day darkness coma, if you will, come to light that the Packers were uh, given – the 2025 NFL draft. I have basically come to the conclusion. We're never getting a Super Bowl, guys. It's just never going to happen. (laughs) I'm totally okay with accepting it. I know there's some people that think that's a possibility. I just, it's never going to happen based off of warm weather. It's, I mean, we've just been complaining. I mean, subtly complaining. I have at least about the, you know, the temperature and the the snowstorm we've had around here the last couple days. Um, Never going to happen in Green Bay. But I really, really think the best, I guess it would be, consolation prize with them to get the draft. They've been beat out by teams constantly. Um, the Lions beat them out at one point. I think Kansas City got it for 2023. I think Detroit has it in 2024. I just really, really want to see 
um, Lambeau have it. And strictly off the fact that, yes, it's it's a great, you know, it'd be awesome for Lambeau Field to have it. I don't live far from here, but I think they kind of earned it at this point. Never having had the draft here, which I think now that they've expanded it other than we're, we're in New York, um, you know, I think it opens up to other teams getting it. Obviously the Packers have a huge history there, but it's just everything living so close to it and like seeing everything they put into it, whether it be the actual facility, that block on Lombardi Ridge and Oneida, but then everything around it, like there's more hotels they're putting up more restaurants. They're trying to expand. I think that's the next best thing you could get. It doesn't bring as many people as the Super Bowl, duh, but they host a lot of big events around here. You know, they've had the frozen four, They've had um, some NCAA games. They've had you know huge concerts. They they bring in a ton of people. They host the the, the high school girls um, basketball. They do volleyball. The, the tournaments here, the state tournaments. I know those aren't bringing as many people, but I definitely think there's an opportunity to be had. And what would better way to show off the facility when you can kind of almost guarantee right? There's not going to be snow showers in I guess it was that late April. Um, when that would, I think they haven't really determined what that date would be yet for 2025, but we can guess it's around the same time as the other ones. I would love to see that. I think it'd be great. Whichever area they picked it, they could do it in the atrium, which is a great spot to do that. I don't know where else they would have, they would put it. Atrium seems like the most sense. Um, but I think it would just be fantastic to get the draft here in 2025. If it's not 2025, it's 2026. Great. Um, I don't know when they announced these. Cause I was even trying to look when they do it. I feel like it kind of just pops up out of nowhere. Um, but I would love Lambeau Field to host um, a draft if it's 2025, 2026. But the next best one would be 2025 because they're still into consideration. It seems like they've always been promised. It kind of seems like that carrot in front of their face, like, oh, you'll get the next one. You'll get the next one. And the Packers continue to build on to the lore that is the Lambeau Field in the Titletown District. So that would be my wish coming out of a a, a four-day darkness retreat. Um Either I really you. like that one. Thank yeah, you. That I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you just think about, yeah, because you look at how many people travel in for the games and just the way that the city gets. And yeah, it's like in the middle of the neighborhood, but it would just be so, so cool to see just something different. You know what I mean? Like we see how they are with games and concerts and the way that the city, but with hosting a draft, like it would be something so completely new and different. I would just love to see kind of the routes they take with the draft and obviously Packers fans would just flood the city. Um, it'd be great for revenue for them. And yeah, it would be, it'd be just super cool to, you know, there's so many like Lambo so historic to be able to add one more thing on its resume would be awesome. And I like that we all really went in different routes here with what we're picking, but yeah, I mean, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for sure for Lambo to one day, hopefully hold that draft. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it would be, obviously, with what they did to type with Title Town, I mean, I just feel like, I mean, it would be great for Packer fans, but even just for the average football fan who maybe, you know, obviously everyone knows the history of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, but just thinks of Green Bay as, you know, this little town and there's nothing going on there and it's just basically a stadium and nothing else going on. You have the draft and people see, you know, what they've built and what's going on in the hotels and the apartments and Title Town and all the stuff they've done to really upgrade that entire area, I think it also just shines a great light on Green Bay because I don't think enough people realize, you know, what they've done to improve the general vibe over there. So, yeah, I would love it. I mean, I'm hoping to go to the draft this year in Kansas City, but obviously I would rather that be happening in Green Bay. I don't know how, yeah, like Detroit, I think Indianapolis, no, maybe not Indy. 
I don't know. I don't know how these places beat out Lambeau Field. Like once they expanded it from New York, I didn't even think it would have taken this long. Like, I mean, you had to talk about, I don't think it's even a question, the most historic stadium in NFL history. So it would be, it would be a great uh, occasion. So they should try to get that done. Definitely. I love how we all didn't pick anything super controversial, too. I'm very proud of us that way. Yeah. Uh, not ending the week on some crazy <laughs> take. wishes. Yes. Like yeah. anything around Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, uh, Devontae yeah, Adams coming back. For, I was waiting for that to have to start a Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers argument. I'm happy I didn't have to go there today. I'm not I'm not mentally prepared to go down that road yet. Nor am I. Nor am I. My final question, um, we have yet to even like bring this up. It's It's a yes or no. If you have an explanation, great. Um, do you guys think you could do that 96 hours in basically a cave, an underground, you couldn't do it? I, I'm the person that like sleeps with my TV on, like I need noise and light. And honestly, like it's a super cool thing. Like I know people think it's weird, but like, I love hearing all the different things that people do for themselves. Cause it's like, I really don't think I could ever do that. You know, I struggle with like being alone. I hate the dark. I hate the quiet. Um, maybe it would be really good for me to get away from, you know, my comfort, you know, it's like getting out of your comfort zone, really making yourself sit with your own thoughts. And I think that's like the most terrifying part would be to just be myself. And I don't want to spend that much time with myself. So <laughs> no props to him for being able to do that, honestly. Cause I mean, it looked like a, it looked like a cute little, little place that he was in but obviously you're in the dark and i think they said you could turn the lights on if you needed to but you'd have to be very strong-willed and to be able to do that kind of stuff and i just knowing me and knowing that i need like background noise and i can't do can't do silence for too long so i 100 could not do it i know you said i didn't need an explanation but no you're good I, i yeah no there's just no way i'd love to see how long i'd make it before i uh maybe snap but i just i can't bring myself to i can't i don't fall asleep without the tv i'll wake up in the middle of the night return my tv back on and then fall back asleep so no i rely too much on my my surroundings and the noises to drown out my own thoughts then i would want to i wouldn't want to just sit with myself for four days no i'd go insane Okay, Janelle's yeah. answer of no is definitive based <laughs> off of her turning a TV yeah. on in the middle of the night. That's clear. Eli, you're I mean, a no. I need, uh, I need background noise. <laughs> that's wild. Eli, you're a no, I, though? I you think, said- uh, yeah, I'm a no. Kind of what Fergette said. I just don't think me, four days with my own thoughts, very dangerous, as I'm sure you guys could imagine. Just <laughs> wouldn't be the smartest. But I just send you guys this on Twitter because I saw it a couple hours ago, and maybe it's inaccurate or I'm reading it wrong. But someone there's a tweet of showing a tour of this video of the place where Rogers was saying he spent two days before leaving. So I don't know if he didn't complete all four days or maybe that's just inaccurate, but have either of you seen anything that he only I just, no, that's actually, I was thought you were just sending us a picture show for context for the podcast. There's, it's about a four minute video from of course uh, the Shannon Sharp burner account or, you know, whichever one he always cycles or they, whoever runs it cycles through. Um, and it's just a video of the um, cave, right? Where the, the cabin under the ground where he was supposed to be staying. I think we saw some clips of it yesterday, some screenshots. But this, what Eli's saying is actually the, the copy in it, the text is saying that um, where Aaron Rodgers only spent two days. I'm hoping that's just a typo based off of this parody account. Maybe they're trying to do it for clicks. But everything that I've heard, like he fulfilled four days. Um, I guess he would be the one to tell us, right? Because 
no one else tells you know yeah. the Aaron Rodgers I mean, news out of the camp more than he does. But definitely something to to I guess watch going forward. Maybe this person mistyped it. Maybe they're doing it, like I said for clicks. But um, that is interesting that it says two yeah. days before. Yeah, who who really knows? I see that they like attached a YouTube link to it, but I thought because like I thought I saw somebody had done it. And like that's what the video was so, like. I feel like I'm seeing this video circulating around, yeah. but I'm seeing like different titles that go with the video, so it's starting to get a little confusing. So I mean, if he said four days, I would trust four days. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, who all I know is like I'm barely an Aaron Rodgers fan as it is. So if it's two days instead of four, I'm just gonna be done with that guy. <laughs> You're done with him. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm sick of his lying. You can't spend 96 hours in darkness. You don't. You're not. I don't want you as my quarterback. Get out of here. I'm kind of on the fence about it, guys. I think what actually just tipped me over the top was Janelle's statement about um, like the sound. I like to always have music on, like typically when I'm working, driving really doing anything there's some sort of audio in the background generally music maybe a podcast but just like sitting in a dark room with music sounds super relaxing enjoyable to me um but no music literally just like kind of almost having that when you know they talk about when they interview people from jail or they're in um the uh like the solitary confinement solitary confinement yes but like you start i feel like you're gonna start hearing noises of like the, the faintest noise of you know, almost the fibers in the rug kind of rustling or like the cracking of the door from like, it's just, you know, being, you know, cold in the morning and then warming up through the day. I don't know. What like, you... Kind of like how your house pops when yes, the weather I, changes. Yeah. That would, start to hear. That would, yeah. That would jack me up. So if no music or anything, I think I'm out. Maybe if I can get some music in there, but it doesn't sound like that's an option, right? It's like pitch black and you're kind of like, Eli said, you're with your own thoughts. I don't, based off of that, I think I'm kind of just torn that I, I don't think I could do it. I would like to see how long I could do it though. Maybe a day. I feel like a day and I feel like a day people could do. We've all, Janelle, you've been sick for the last couple of weeks, right? I'm sure there's I been a day. Say, I mean, I basically 95- feel like just being, just being confined, like, I left my house for the first time today since like Tuesday, maybe. And it was like, oh my gosh, fresh air. Like, it's just, I mean, I need to be able to see the sunlight. And I mean, I feel like, yeah, with all these snowstorms, we might as well be in a darkness retreat because it's so hard to leave our homes. But at least, you know, you can kind of have what you need to survive. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's insane. And I really don't even think if I went into my room and I, you know, I have my blackout curtains. And if I just shut the door, turned off the lights and just sat there, I, yeah, I would not be able to make it very long. So the idea that you can turn the lights on and just like leave whenever you want. Yeah. I'd be out of there so fast. The reports would be like, oh, weak ass Jen couldn't make it. <laughs> Four days like... into 14 minutes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like sometimes I sit in my car in the silence before I like from going to work to going to my apartment. And that's the most silence that I ever really have for myself, but I'm outside. Like I can see the daylight and yeah, I think the mixture of no sound and like darkness because I don't like either. So putting them together, that actually sounds like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally just got more terrifying thinking about it. Um, Well, I think I'm going to make this a, a point that I don't know if we'll talk about the darkness treat anymore this is the first time we've actually talked about it. i'm sure it's been beaten to death from people that have listened to pack a day podcast or come to pack a day podcast to get away from that because that's all they've been hearing about the packers but i think by the next week we actually should have 
some real news to talk about, whether it's from the combine. I think that'll be really, really fun because we're going to start getting ready for the draft. Goody will hopefully have some great stuff on Tuesday that he'll bring up from the press conference. Maybe we'll have decision by Aaron Rodgers by next weekend. Um, but ultimately, the best place to get all your Packers news, notes, predictions, um, hypothesis, and you know, uh, dreams coming out of a 96-hour <laughs> darkness retreat is the Pack a Day podcast, which you can listen to, uh, of course, wherever you're listening to it right now. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe, rate, write us a review. Let us know if we're really, really bad, doing really, really well. If you like the topic we brought up, um, we appreciate all your feedback, however you want to give it to us, um, good, bad, or indifferent. If you haven't already followed us on Twitter, please do so there. That's where all of the co-hosts uh, interact with our podcast, share our opinions on our maybe our episode or the opinions of others that are listening to it. We'd like to interact with you guys there as well. So at Packaday Podcast on TikTok and Instagram, of course, um, Andy's still growing over there with a great team and make sure to check it out over there. And then finally, the YouTube side, which Andy Herman has continued to crush. Um, I can't say enough about when he started that. I was like, ah, we'll see what happens here. But his dedication to putting out a video episode on YouTube every single day, coinciding with the audio podcast is like truly incredible um, for someone that's tried to put out content in, in you know, their personal life before it's, it's taxing. It can definitely you know, be difficult, um, but he's continued to crush it. So please go support over there and subscribe for myself. You can find me on Twitter still at Matt underscore Frey underscore that's at M A T T underscore F R A underscore. I am like everyone else waiting for some news for around the Packers hypothesizing about trades, drafts, potential Jim Leonard um, coming to the Green Bay Packers. But until then, um, you can still follow me on Twitter and interact with me anywhere else. I guess you can find me on social media. Um, Eli, what do you got going on and where can people get in contact with you around all of your content and your Packers news? Yeah, as always, uh, Twitter will be your, your best bet to find anything I'm doing at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And as we approach the draft, uh, my writing on Really, any any draft uh, prospects that I think the Packers should be taking a close look at, I'll have over at PackerReport.com. And I feel like I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks now, but keep an eye out for myself, Jen, and Zach Jacobson to return shortly with uh, Open Book. I know you like to blame Janelle a lot, so I'm going to blame her for you. She's been sick for three weeks, so I think it's reasonable that you guys haven't had an open book um, yeah. episode recently. Yeah, whatever. You and Zach were both in Vegas this week, too, so I well, feel like I can't take all the blame here for, you know, us not planning our comeback yet. Well, I feel like you could. I mean, you don't have to, but I would appreciate it if you did. You could. You could use I, your I could immune very system easily as the scapegoat, you know, an alternative, sure. and they were occupying their time in Vegas, which is – did you guys even run into each other in Vegas? Like, that's super yeah, bizarre. I think, I think he literally got there as I left. Like, he pulled in as I went to the airport, so it worked out. Wild it worked out. <laughs> Janelle, where can everyone get in contact with you? And I guess, I mean, I know you're putting stuff out around around hockey. I'm sure you got some hot takes. So let us know what the latest hockey uh, hot takes are, too. Well, yeah, I mean, what was it, 43 years ago, the miracle was made complete today. As I'm recording this on Friday, the miracle was made go. complete. So it's the 43rd anniversary of that gold medal uh, game. So that's your little, your little hockey tidbit there. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of waiting. Um, I mention this all the time to the point where people get so irritated with it. But I'm just waiting for the playoffs right now and – there's kind of, you know, Wild have been in their little crunch where they've been needing to win and they have been winning. So it's going to be super interesting to see how the playoff standings go with that. But yeah, anything like that, follow me over on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. And I put out some football stuff here and there. 
I think my favorite thing that I randomly saw on social media yesterday was Joe Montana calling his wife from the sideline phone. I thought that was cool. So you'll just get really random stuff like that from my timeline. Um, Mixed with some hockey and then, yeah, every once in a while I'll put out some Packers stuff. But we figured out with our little um, social media thing that I do not like to be as controversial. So sometimes I stay clear of that. So I don't know what you'll be seeing from me, but anything I have to say, follow me over there. That's a good point. Imagine I saw the Joe Montana thing this morning. I thought that was really funny. Imagine if someone did that in 2023 on the sideline. It was on the phone and they found out that they were talking to their significant other or a friend or a parent um, using when they should be, you know, just super, super immersed in this two and a half hour, three hour game. Like just the absolute fallout that would be um, can't really get away with that anymore. So pretty, pretty interesting from Joe it's Montana. It's to see there. the way that the game has changed in all no. regards. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I hope everyone has a great weekend. However, you're spending it. I know we are getting into the dog days of February. Um, do something outside. If you can go shovel someone's snow. I know I've done that enough. So someone's to come shovel my snow this weekend. I think we're getting another 12 <laughs> inches on Monday. Um, feel free to do so. Uh, continue to support Pack a Day podcast like always. And um, as we finish up every episode, go, go Pack Go. go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done